Hello everybody and welcome to Facebook Ads Agency Builders. We are a powerhouse community of entrepreneurs seizing the opportunity of the rapidly advancing digital marketing industry and bringing some of the best minds in the business together to have massive impact for our clients. Over the past five years, Tyler Narducci has been building and scaling his own digital agency, helping businesses grow and market their services and products through online advertising. Now, he's helping other startup digital agencies launch and scale rapidly to six figures with the Done For You Agency program. If you are interested in taking your agency to the next level and skip all those painful mistakes most have to make by learning directly from those killing it in the digital agency space, then apply now at sobeviral.com slash agency build. That's sobeviral.com slash agency build. There will be a clickable link in the podcast show notes as well as in the about section of the Facebook group. Now, let's dive into today's episode. Facebook as age builders, I am, I mean, everyone starts their podcast like this, but I truly am really excited this time. <laughs> listen to any of my podcast recordings. They always start off with a line. I am so excited, but I actually am really excited uh, today to have on Alyssa Eggy. We were supposed to uh, be on a month ago, and then we had this giant hurricane scare down here, and like everyone was ripping their hair out and shuttering up their windows. But the hurricane's gone. It did, didn't hit us. We're all good. And uh, we are back a month later. And Alyssa, uh, I have been dying to have her on because she has um, some very uh, unique uh, talents, you could say, uh, in agency world. And she has a really great niche and she has a ton of value uh, to provide here. So uh, we have a whole list of stuff I want to get through with you. Uh, over the next hour, but why don't we kick it off by you just kind of introducing yourself, who you are, and what you do. Awesome. Well, my name is Alyssa Eggy. I'm from South Florida. I actually live like an hour away from Tyler, which is cool. Um, and I run an agency called Sailaway Media, and we specialize in Facebook advertising and generating leads for dentists. Yes. So dental is obviously a, a pretty big niche, so I figured there would be a Lots of ears perking up uh, on this one, but specifically uh, for for dental, uh, I mean, a lot of things. When you talk about dental, you're talking about talking about lead gen, and so that then the net casts even wider. And so there's a lot of stuff uh, that I want to go over that I think that'll be really valuable uh, in the next hour. So to kick it off, um, so you are an agency owner in uh, dental. So I, I guess I want to first ask you. Uh, on the topic of niche, because everyone talks about how you have to find your niche and you have to niche down. And some people are like niche down until it hurts so bad that you can't niche down anymore and so forth. Um, so I just want to ask you, like, how did you find your niche? Uh, and was it just this burning passion inside of you that you were born with? Or was it something that uh, happened uh, more in the field and, and, and more hands on? How did, how did you get into dental? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, well, yes, everyone says you have to find your niche, and I struggled with that for a while. When I first started my agency, I knew I wanted to niche down into the dental world because I had a lot of experience in it. Uh, my dad's actually a dentist, and I worked in his office from high school through college, and I was he was actually one of my first clients, of course. Your dad, that yeah, is awesome. Started running ads for him, and that's kind of always been like my test account. I'll test things out on him and just see how it goes. And then I can spread it to the others if it's successful. 
Um, so I decided to niche down as the dental world. More specifically, we do a lot of high ticket stuff. So mostly implants, Invisalign, that kind of thing. Not so much like finding your general dentist for a cleaning every six months. It's much more high ticket, which I found is we have a knack for. So. Where the money is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, for sure. For sure. Um, and so how long have you been doing that for? Like when, when did you, when did you start um, working with your, your dad first? Uh, when I was like 16 years old, I started working with him. Yeah. So I've been doing it for a while. Uh, when I started my agency, I really struggled with the whole niche thing. I knew I wanted to do dentistry as my niche, but I was definitely like kind of testing the waters in other areas. Like mm -hmm. I, I even launched an e-commerce funnel for our agency. I had a fitness funnel going for a while. Um, I was not like positive that I could stick to one niche because mm -hmm. I love like kind of you know, change and always doing different things. And I'm kind of like a shiny object syndrome person. Oh yeah, me too. <laughs> oh yeah. But over time I realized that we had such great success in this one niche. And it was actually just a couple months ago, maybe even a month ago that I decided, Hey, we're not taking on any clients in any other industry other than the dental world, because we still have clients that are outside of the dental niche. And I've noticed, um, it takes so much more hours internally and so much more manpower to do something that you don't have any familiarity with. Yeah. Like we have, we've worked with so many different clients. We work with treatment centers, a flotation center, um, fitness. I've even had e-commerce accounts and it takes so long for us to figure out what we're doing. Tons of research, tons of time. And when it's a dental funnel, I know exactly what works, exactly how to get it set up. We can get it live quickly and we can get results immediately. Yeah, there's something uh, definitely special to be said about when you know the funnel and when you know what works for your client, right? Because you can not only, uh, you know, are you are you great at what you do in producing results, but that that gives you confidence in your in your sales side too. Mm -hmm. Like when you're yeah. when you're pitching your services, right? Um, like if you're pitching to an e-commerce store and you you know first off, every e-commerce store is just completely different. Like every e-commerce strategy, like the overall strategy may be similar, but like the campaigns and everything. Whereas with dental, like once you got it down and you've really cracked the code, it can be more of, you know, a tried and true tested proven method that you can duplicate for your clients. And it gives you that confidence that we know we can deliver uh, this type of stuff for you. And you can even go as far as to starting to guarantee certain types of results when you know that that that's what these thing, types of things produce, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So what advice would you give? Uh, would you, so uh, I hear this constantly in this group and in Facebook as agency builders, um, one of it, the struggle that you uh, shared with us earlier about how you kind of um, were trying to decide what your niche was for a long time and you were going through a lot of stuff. That is like one of the most common struggles ever among agency owners constantly. Mm -hmm. People are trying to go figure out what their niche is and they're going back and forth. So what advice would you give someone um, that is really unsure about their niche and, and not really sure on where to go? I would say just choose something and go with it and then figure it out. Yeah, uh, because for so long I wavered and I was like, no, I don't know if I definitely want to do this for the rest of my life. Like as if it was a lifelong commitment. Yeah. And I also thought I had this like fear of missing out. Like I had some serious FOMO. I'm like, if I don't take this account, that's completely different from what we're used to. I'm not going to have the money and you know, I'm missing out. And in reality, 
I think we were losing money by taking all these random sales calls and accounts. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, and you're all over the place and everything. So I love, that's like always one of my biggest pieces of advice too, is just, just do it. Like, like Nike, like literally just do it. So when you're trying to get out content, this applies when you're trying to pick a niche, when you're trying to do just anything. Like when I, when I deal with agency owners in the adult pre-agency program, then they're stuck on this. Like I've talked to people who have been stuck on it for months and mm -hmm. what have they been doing for months? Literally just sitting on that. They haven't moved any niche. And I'm like, if you would have just moved on a niche that you were unsure of months ago, you would know a, if that was a good niche or not. And B you'd have clients that you're working with right now, whether you decided to change your niche later on or not, you would already be down the line, you know, but instead they get caught in this analysis paralysis and then it doesn't work. I tell them like, choosing a niche isn't, isn't like, like the big, it's, it's kind of like choosing your major in college, right? Yeah. Like, it's not like you're gonna, you're choosing the rest of your life. Like this is going to change and it's okay. And, and it's fine. But people get caught up on that. Like this is final and I have to choose it. So I love that advice. Just pick something and go with it. And if it's not right for you, you can always change down the line, but why stop your business from right. growing? Another big fear I had was that if I went all in, like if I branded my website that we just did lead gen for dentists, no other client was going to ever work with me. That's not true. We still have the ability to take on different clients. If it's a really cool account and we think we can do really well, it's fine. We can absolutely do that. But just having that branded, it will help you. It will. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, the other niche, the, I mean, the other piece of advice beyond like, just do it. And then if you, if it's not, doesn't work out, change later. The other piece of main piece of advice I give to people when they're trying to just, uh, decide what their niche is, is pick something that you have some type of familiarity with, or if you've worked in that industry before for you, I mean, it was a match made in heaven, right? Like you're, you were working with your father, you had that experience, you knew the inside of the dentist world, you knew their pain points, their goals, like it was like, if I was talking to you, I would have been like, oh my God, like dental, yeah, yeah it doesn't, it's so clear, right? But uh, but people, they oftentimes will ask me like, oh, you know, what niche, what niche is just gonna make me the most money? Like what's what's like a hot niche right now that's gonna make me more money? Then I, and I'm like, and I'm like, it's not about that. Like, like, yeah, you wanna separate out high ticket niches and low ticket niches, but you wanna go with something that you have some kind of, you know, path on that you're not just gonna like, Cause when, if you, cause I mean, I, I steer people away from dental if they don't know anything about dental, you know, like it doesn't make any sense to get on a, I got a call with a dentist and you don't even know anything about their business model, you know? So trying to go with something Absolutely. that, you know, and there's pros and cons with every single niche. Like, I think a lot of people say like, Oh, I don't want that one because of this problem. Like one of the main things that I noticed that I hated about dental that was holding me back for a while was that receptionists were handling all the sales calls and they couldn't get anybody in. And that was messing with our results. So instead of just saying, eh, I'm gonna switch niches, I figured out a solution for that problem. And I started just offering sales. Oh yeah, and I have that in the notes because we're definitely <laughs> gonna be addressing that before this is over for sure, because I think that's so awesome. Um, before we get there, though, uh, one thing I want to address in terms of dent and in terms of the dental market, right? So uh, one thing I hear all the time is that the dental niche is super saturated, like everyone's going after dentists. So do you feel that same way? Do you feel that the dental niche is super saturated and is and is it hard to get clients in that because of that? Or how, what do you feel about that? 
Yeah. So people told me that when I was deciding to go into creating my agency around dentists, they were like, Oh, don't do that. Super saturated, not a good idea. And that held me back for a while. And then then I realized, you know what, if I go all in and it still doesn't work, then I'll make a decision to go elsewhere. But it did work. And every niche is saturated. Yeah. It's about being a leader in that space. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more uh, than to say like, like every niche is saturated to some extent. Right. And like, it's more of a, it's more of a, it's just another mental hurdle you have to get over when you decide what you want to do and you decide that you want to go into that niche. So great answer. I think that that's awesome. Um, Okay. So let's talk about what you brought up just a few minutes ago, which I think is is super cool. So you recently launched a a more of a done for you follow-up service uh, for mm-hmm. your dental clients. And I think that is just so brilliant because it, it looks like a massive hole in the market. Um, how did that idea come about? And can you tell us a little bit more uh, about it? That's a great question. I can't even remember how I came up with the idea. I mean, was I was it born out of like a need with your, with your yeah. clients that I would imagine in the field experience, right? Oh yeah. We've had, t- we had tons of experience with this. Uh, we had some offices that were crushing it with the exact same funnel and they were getting an amazing return. And then we had other clients who couldn't get a single patient scheduled from our leads. So we said, you know what, the, we know the problem and we would secret shop them. And sometimes we would go through the, the funnel and we wouldn't get a call back for seven days or we would get an email seven days later. So it's like, no duh, you can't get any new patients from yep. us. Yep. Um, once we identified that that was the main bottleneck, I said, I could either switch niches and run or I can jump in and, and fix this for them. And that's when I decided to offer it. And just this past month, we've been beta testing it. So I put a lot of work into figuring out the perfect scripts, how they were going to go about it. We're using SMS, we're using email, we're using phone calls and like we are going all in. Um, and there's still some tweaking being done to figure out what the perfect follow-up sequence looks like. Um, but it's been going really well. I think that's, that's so brilliant. Like, uh, and, and that's, I think what, uh, what it takes in 2019, uh, to rise to the top of the pile in what would be a saturated market. Right. Mm-hmm. So there, there's a, there could be a million agency out, agencies out there that are producing dental leads. Right. But just like you said, the same, t- the same leads to one dentist could turn into all this revenue and the same leads to another dentist, if they're having their secretary follow up on it, when she gets to it, it's going to completely fall flat. And then what happens with those clients? They blame you. <laughs> they say Facebook doesn't work. <laughs> What's that? They say Facebook doesn't work. Oh yeah. Fa- oh my God. Like Facebook doesn't work. That is, that is the, the, the funniest line, but they're always going to end up looking back at the agency and blaming the agency for the lead quality. When in fact they were doing nothing with the leads. And so you found this out by secret shopping them. Where you oh, yeah. there. We would switch off every client when they would do horrible with the lead. So I would go through the funnel and I would notice they never even called me. That's so did you go so after you secret shop them with in their in their follow-up process, did you then go back to them and give them the results of your secret shopping? Oh yeah. I let them know. And how did they handle that? They would still say it's not our fault. <laughs> of course, of course, of course, of course. But then they still want, they, like, they expect these client, these leads to just close themselves, right? Like, exactly. but- so the thing is, is that I truly believe that you have to think of it from their point of view. Like, 
So if you're a dentist, you want to grow your practice, and then you hire a receptionist. The receptionist's job is to answer the phone, uh, figure out the schedule, get people in. She's not a salesperson. It's not her job. So putting all that on her or him is not fair. Um, and for a while, I was seeing it as they can't do anything right. But in reality, it's just that's not what they're responsible for. They need a salesperson. And some offices do have a sales rep in there in-house, and that's amazing when they have that. And you'll see the difference from that. Uh, but when they don't, that's when it needs to be outsourced. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so I like what I think is so brilliant about it is like you recognized, uh, a, and, and this is just, it's so basic in terms of entrepreneurship and like business growth, right? It like the key to entrepreneurship and business growth is, is being able to recognize a hole in the market and then yeah. providing a product or service that can fill it like at its core level from, you know, the stone ages, right? Uh, and, and we're still being able to do that today, even, even in a, you know, a sea of a bunch of digital agencies that have now sprung up. Right. I think that's why, and that was one of the main reasons that when I saw you start offering that, I was like, oh my God, I have to get her on this because that's so cool because no one else is doing that. One of the, in a, in a similar vein, one of the things that I, um, I decided to do, to do this past week was I'm, I'm launching my first YouTube ads really excited about it. But I found out just as being a customer in the YouTube ad market that there are, uh, there are not, I haven't found a single YouTube ad agency that offers done for you ad creation. They all will do the ad management, but they make you create the YouTube ad as the advertiser. And then they manage it. I interviewed like between five and 10 big ones, like the biggest names in the market. And I was like, I was blown away, but no one's offering to make my YouTube ad for me. Like yeah. I and like I would have paid twice what any what all the other management fees were and that no one was doing it. So I ended up going with 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 someone that I'm I'm really excited to work with. Uh, and now I'm helping him and I'm talking with him, uh telling him about this hole in the market and he's now working to fill that so to get his back end set up to the production studio so he can offer that. Because I'm like huge hole in the market and like so it, that's what it takes you know to in an agency and he's an agency himself he's a youtube ads agency and he and there's this huge hole and i'm like hey you could grow a lot by offering that you know and not you know because most of them they'll give you a script but they won't you know go shoot it themselves and and then touch it out but so i thought it was brilliant that you did that so moving along down our our, our topic list so next up we have coming up with the lead acquisition method that works for your niche. So uh, you, I'm sure you tested a few different ones when you were working with different clients that some in dental and some in out, some out of dental. Um, how do you go about building a lead gen strategy for your clients? So for our clients or for our agency? For, our clients, so for right? your clients. So, uh, so let's, let's, we'll, we'll take dentists for now. How do you, you get a new, you get a new client and you're, they don't have an ad account, what are what are some of the steps that you take to figure out? Um, I mean, now you obviously have a, a, a process that you that you rinse and repeat um, that you know works, but when you're, uh, I guess when you're testing for new clients, what is the process that you would go through? Or what are some simple steps that um, agency owners can take to figure out what a legion, uh, successful legion method is gonna look like for their clients? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, like you said, right now I have like a several set funnels that I know work for the different services that they want. So we'll just launch something like that. 
Uh, but when I was starting off, it was a lot of testing. So kind of like what I said, like I tested things out on my dad. Like I tested so much random stuff. I was like, I'm launching a messenger bot. I'm launching a quiz. I'm doing this, this, this. It's all about testing and just figuring yeah. it out. Another thing you can kind of skip the learning curve is just by doing research on what other uh, practices are doing and what's working. Um, I did a lot of research and looking into who was doing really good and who had good funnels, who had good ads. Um, and then I would test things that were similar to that just so I didn't have to reinvent the wheel. Mm -hmm. You don't have to reinvent the wheel because it's all been done before. Yes. Uh, once you find something that works really well, come up with ideas to make it even better and keep testing it and keep making it better. Yeah, absolutely. Do you use ClickFunnels? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I use ClickFunnels as well. I um, We're not sponsored by them yet. I hate ClickFunnels. Um, but, uh, but I, I, I love it. I think it's the, one of the best and easiest, um, uh, like funnel builders, um, and, and super intuitive. Like when other when people try to use other funnel builders, I'm like, ah, can we just go back to click funnels and make it easy? Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, essentially the lead gen process, I mean, it, it, like you said, you don't have to invent the wheel and whether you're dealing with, um, you know, dentists trying to get them um, patients or you're dealing with an agency trying to get an agency leads, essentially the setup is, is similar, right? You're driving, uh, you're driving cold and warm traffic to uh, a sequence of landing pages and getting them to fill out a form uh, and either book a time or, um, or complete an application or, uh, or get them to do wh whatever the action is, right? Um, yeah. It's not, uh, it's not rocket science, that's for sure. Um, but, but yeah, I think, um, I think just again what you said earlier like once you have that once you have that that process down pat it makes things so much easier in your agency definitely, uh, constantly trying <laughs> new things testing new things right and so uh that brings me to my next question which i think is is so important so uh in terms of your team right how important mm -hmm. is it to have uh contractors or team uh, a team of people that can handle these types of things at a, at a higher capacity in order to grow. Oh, it's so important, uh, especially when you're niche down. It's so much easier to have, you know, specific SOPs in place where basically anybody could just kind of follow it and set it up. Yeah. Um, but right now I have an account manager and I have a Facebook ad specialist and they're both contractors. Yeah. Uh, but they're extremely helpful for me. I went through a, a while where I thought I could do everything myself. And I think mm -hmm. that's because I came from the freelancer background. I started off as a freelancer in the web design world. And um, I had this mindset that like, I could get it done faster than anyone else. Yep. But you get burnt out real quick. And there's only so much that you can scale your agency by yourself. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, you find that limit really quick, and it always sneaks up. To, it always sneaks up much faster than you thought it was going to. Mm -hmm. uh, and by the time it does sneak up, and and it gets and it, you get caught up when you're trying to do everything, uh, it's almost too late, right? Like something's gonna suffer because now you have to start the process of trying to find the right people for the job, and you're already at your limit. Uh, so, like something at that point always has to give. And typically what happens is your client's results are going to dip while you try and get scramble to get people in. It's something that I constantly tell agency owners over and over and over, like, cause I learned this the exact same way that you did. Right. So I had my agency, I was doing everything coming like the freelancer style and, 
uh, and I hit my max. And then at the, and, and I, I never looked for help. I never looked for contractors uh, during this whole time be, as I was growing because I just, I, I had it, it had some weird thought in my head that I needed to uh, be making more money or be making more revenue in order to justify having a team. And I never really just looked at it as what it is like your contractors, their fees should fit inside of your contract of, of your actual like revenue fees, right? Like, yeah, you're going to have to take a dip in your personal pocket to bring in team members, but that's going to enable you to grow uh, much quicker as you, as you keep continuing bringing uh, more people. So and I have live your life as well. Like I didn't start my agency so I could work 24 seven. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's like an aid that's not an agency. That's, that's a one man band. That's a, it's, it's being a freelancer and, and it, and it really is exhausting. Right. Like, so I don't do any of the ad stuff in, in my, in my agency anymore. And like, I pride myself on that. Like I'm not up on the latest, every uh, Facebook ad change and all that stuff. And I'm very happy about that, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be. Uh, it's not what I, you know, I, I I do actually enjoy client management. Like, I actually do enjoy working with my clients and talking about their and creating the solutions that my ad managers will put in place uh, yeah. in actual practice. But but no, I, I, don't, I don't enjoy that. And I think, uh, like, so building your team in the in the in the program the step number one is not lead gen it's it's getting the right contractors in place because getting the right contractors in place costs no money uh it's just a handshake and possibly a contract right and you're just you're, you're just getting them yeah. in place ready to take and there's contractors out there everywhere that are so eager for work and so ready for work that they're thrilled at the idea that you want to give your clients when you get them to them right and so they're happy to shake your hand and be your contractor and so yeah. you know if i could go back in time on the team building thing like that would be literally my step one is i wouldn't have done it all by myself i would have put those contractors in place first got those team members and then went out and hit legion hard and knowing that i have them ready to go as soon as yeah, I yeah. instead of hitting that breaking point but i figured i figured you uh you would agree there and have <laughs> and be able to and be able to relate for sure so one of the other main things that I brought you on to talk about is Facebook groups. So uh, like I said before, what jumped out was your post. Well, what jumped out of me was a post that you made uh, a little over a month ago when you were launching your beta program for your fulfillment for a dentist. Um, and I actually saw that post in your uh, dental Facebook or dental um, marketing group. Uh, and it's just like, all of those uh, light bulbs are going up. I'm like, she's such a genius. She, you know, she's doing her long-term growth, growing a Facebook group where these were getting getting uh, leads from it, and she's helping them. And I put, saw you put that offer for the fulfillment, and you had like freaking tons of dentists commenting saying, "Me, I want to sign up for it. I would love to be in the yeah. program." I'm like, look at like that's crazy. Like I haven't seen that really, um, where a, a bunch of niche clients are raising their hands saying, yes, please work with me to an agency. I was like, this is genius. So I was like, I have to be in here. <laughs> that was awesome. I was excited about that. that was so, it's like, so I honestly, I started that group and I don't ever sell them anything. Like I am value, 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 value. That was the first post. I think I've had that group for a year now. That was the first post that I ever put in there that said, I have an offer. And yeah. That's how you know it's like the long-term strategy 100% because these people like see me 
providing value. They know what they know. I know what I'm talking about. Um, and then when you do have something, it's like boom, you can just sell people on it. So yeah, I mean, I honestly like, and just because of the way the Facebook algorithm works, like that post was blowing up, and so it ended up in my feed because I'm part of your group, and like I haven't seen any of your other posts uh, recently in that group the value post, but because the engagement was so high on that one, it ended up in, even in my feed, I was like, this is freaking awesome. Um, but, and so in, in, it, in two veins, it worked out really well. Like number one, you're providing a service that no other, I haven't seen really any other debt, uh, agency do uh, and solving this huge gap in the lead gen market, which is fulfillment um, and, and, and really following up and getting those leads across the line. And then two, you're using uh, Facebook, uh, groups for long-term, uh, for long-term agency growth and, and lead gen. So, um, went so you said you started that group a year ago, right? Yeah. And, and what was really, what's really been your strategy in that group? Like what was the, what was the aim for it when you started it? Uh, the aim for it when I started, it was definitely just to, you know, create an audience of dentists that I could honestly help. I know so many of them are struggling and they don't know, um, what to do when it comes to marketing they don't know who to trust they've been burned before so i really just wanted to create a safe community for people to ask questions and i could show my expertise and then maybe get some clients that i could help yeah. um and i knew it was going to be a long strategy and it's taken some time i think i've only gotten like two clients from it but the value from those clients like it's a free group you know yeah. so yeah but food groups can be so lucrative, especially when you're dealing with a high ticket offer, right? It only takes, you know, one client out of that group to make, you know, the the, the little amount of time that you have to spend in there all worth it. Exactly. You know? yeah. And the other thing, I was wavering for a while. So it wasn't until just about two months ago that I decided I'm going all in. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I, I don't even think I was posting in the group for a while. I just kind of like let it be. And then about two months ago, I was like, wait a minute, I'm going all in. So I came up with a really crazy strategy that's just now starting to work where I joined the group as my Facebook page mm -hmm. so I could retarget people from the group. Um, so I'm in there with my Facebook page. I'm going to do a live video in there once a week interviewing a dentist. So for my podcast, anyone who watches three seconds of the video gets retargeted into my funnel. Um, and then... Additionally, I just started requiring an email address to join the group and I set up group funnels, something yep. that immediately puts the email into my list and then I can start promoting things through my email list. So yep. it's, it's a no brainer. You it's know? a no brainer. Absolutely. So uh, that's exactly what I do uh, in my group in FAAB when, when new members join. Uh, and I started this maybe... Maybe three months ago, I, I did group funnels as well. Uh, Arnie is a super great guy. He has a, a great little um, program and, and a really great piece of software that that works. I mean, it's so simple, but it's so great, right? Because we're always trying to build our list. And if you're building a, a group organically, essentially, it just it pushes the email as they sign up over to a Google Sheet. And then from that Google Sheet, I use Zapier to zap it into uh, my into my active campaign and start an automation it's like a 10 day email sequence that they go through learning about uh, what I am, what I do, what I, you know, my, my offers, all that. So like all that education from everyone that signs up from the group, it's brilliant and it works super well in, in, you know, in, in, in really any niche. 
And so that, that's why I thought it was just really cool. Um, what are the, how, I guess, when you're dealing with a, a Facebook group, right? And you're, you're this, it's part of your long-term strategy. Um, I, I have a similar strategy in my group where I, I do at le- I'm trying to do at least one live video per week um, is a goal. And then I try to put other interviews with experts like yourself and, and, uh, and another valuable tips. But what do you think is like the right amount of um, content that you should put in there, right? Because I, I hear so much and, and it's, it's an unfounded fear, but I hear so much of like, oh, I'm worried to give away the secret sauce, right? I'm worried <laughs> to, to give, give away what I'm actually selling. Like, where do you find that line? And like, do you think that's a legit fear or is it just uh, unfounded? I mean, I think it depends on who you're working with. Um, I mean, I know for dentists, like they don't have the time uh, right. to set up a, a Facebook advertising funnel for themselves. That's not what they should be doing. Right. So I will give away everything. I'll tell them everything. And then um, they, it demonstrates my expertise. Absolutely. I don't believe in that. Like, oh, they're going to steal my stuff kind of fear. Yeah. I, I think I, I agree so much. Like, I think there are, and this has been kind of a recurring theme in, in this conversation. It's like, there are these unfounded fears that we have and these mental blocks that stop. Our, we're our own worst enemy when it comes oh, yeah. to growth. Like just that, that fear of, oh, well, if I give away the secret sauce, like I can't. So let me, let me forcefully not give away too much. Now you're limiting the, let me, you're limiting the value that you're giving is you're scared that you're going to get like, I think, and I think it was, um, what's his name? Frank Kern. I think it was one of his philosophies that like give them the best stuff for free because when they see that or give them the best stuff uh, on the front end, because when they see that value, uh, they're really going to want to know what's behind the paywall. You know, oh, yeah. Yeah, so and, yeah, and it's especially for you with dentists, like you're right, they're not gonna build a favorite yeah. ad funnel. Like, it's some of them do, which is crazy, but they shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they, they probably aren't gonna get great results because they, they no. don't know, and they don't have the time, you know, like dentists are busy. Yeah, so are there actionable tips that you can give them uh, outside of building a Facebook ad funnel that can help them in their marketing or like where, where, what types of value are you giving them uh, in the group? Uh, so a lot of it is kind of like broad understanding of like what you should be doing, like what strategies you should be doing. So a lot of people I, I found are confused about um, Google ads versus SEO versus Facebook ads. They don't even really know the difference. They don't know where their marketing dollars are going is possible. Uh, they don't know if the agency they're working with is even bringing in success or results. All they know is that they're getting a monthly report of how many impressions they're getting. Yeah. Uh, so helping them kind of figure out that stuff I think has been super valuable. Um, yeah. Like more broad things. Yeah. I, I, I agree. I think I always think it's funny when, uh, when you take on a client that's maybe worked with another agency or, or someone internally and you, they tell you that like, Oh, I'm getting these great, I was getting these great results or whatever. And they show you the report and, and it's all green and pretty numbers and, and big thousand percent and all that kind of stuff. But then you, you look at it and you're right. It was like impressions. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, who cares? What the hell is that going to get you? You can't even track it, you know? Right, right, right. Like Facebook is really good at um, Facebook. Like when they introduce, I think when they introduce the boost button is when things like really took a shift toward like, uh, you know, give us your small dollars, your small dollar donations, apparently. Like basically, 
and and people loved it. They ran to it. They still do. They hit that boost button all the time, and they expect some type of conversion, right? And it just that's not how it works at all. So um, I think I think being able to educate them about like what the actual target is and what what the actual KPIs is probably a really important thing. Yeah. Um, so what what uh, in terms of groups. Uh, I have here, what What do, would you not do on a Facebook group? Mm. Okay, I have one because I did this. <laughs> <laughs> Don't allow unengaged members into the group. Start really weeding them out. So when I first started the group, I wanted everyone that I could possibly get into the group. Um, mm -hmm. I wanted a big number. And then I actually told my dad to just add all of his friends to the group. So he just added all his dentist friends to the group. And I think we had like 1200 members, but none of them knew what it was or wanted to even engage in it. Right. So I started removing people. <laughs> yeah. That's and funny. now I require questions for, you know, to weed out people who don't really care and just press the uh, join button. Um, and I'm looking for people who are actually want to participate in the group. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I, uh, in terms of what I've learned, uh, in terms of what not to do with Facebook groups. So for those of you guys out there that are listening, that are going to, uh, and I highly encourage you to def start a Facebook group in your niche, uh, and don't look at it as something that's going to turn over a client tomorrow. Cause it definitely isn't, but, uh, you know, six months down the line, when you have a healthy, uh, group of people that are engaging, uh, that are looking to you as the expert, agency or voice in your field, uh, when you do have an offer and you present an offer and it helps if it's a really killer offer, like what Alyssa offered, uh, then you're going to have people lined up to, uh, to come on board and it can be a really valuable, uh, thing. But what I learned in terms of not what to not allow is don't allow spam. Cause the, like you said, when you start allowing a lot of people in, people want to come in and then advertise their crap. Like a I, I don't give warnings. I just remove them immediately. Um, uh, don't ignore people. So if people pose a question in your group, like they're doing what you want them to do, you know, uh, and if you ignore them and you don't actually get back to them, uh, then it discourages not only them, but anyone else that sees that post that's just been sitting lonely uh, to not ask for help in that, in that type of group. Um, and then, uh, don't use it only to promote. So something that you've done successfully uh, is you've put, you know, 10 times more value than offers. Um, and so you constantly want to be, um, you know, giving, giving away value, giving away, encouraging dialogue, asking open-ended questions um, and, and helping out people uh, when they ask for things as much as you can on a free basis. And then, you know, knowing your limit of when to say, all right, well, maybe we should get on a strategy call. Um, when they're at that point. Is there a, if, if, can you, is there anything that you would, before we wrap this up, I think this has been a really good talk, but before we wrap this up, uh, if someone was looking at um, the dental niche, um, what's something that you would warn them from uh, before getting <laughs> to the dental niche? I'm sure you know all the pitfalls. Um, ooh, that's a good question. I mean, there's a lot of things. I would say <laughs> it's a minefield. <laughs> Yeah, don't, don't like, it's, especially when it comes to high ticket services. So let's say implants. Uh, don't think that one ad is going to get new implant patients. It takes retargeting. It takes 
email follow-ups. It takes SMS, phone calls after phone calls. That's how you're going to get the big clients for them. Um, so that would be my main thing. Like, don't think like you can just launch like a lead form and like the leads that come in are going to convert. Like, no, there is nurturing that needs to be done. It's not just about the ad. It's about the follow-up. Lots of follow-up. Okay, cool. And so, uh, is, so is building, I imagine building a list for them would be really important. Yep. And then doing a 30 to 60 day email drip sequence. So wow, it takes people a long time to make a decision. It's a life, a lifelong decision. You know, I'm going to spend $50,000 and get my entire mouth redone. Yeah. Um, so they want to read who are they seeing, you know? And with in dental, it's, you have a little bit of a harder time because, uh, you're not smile direct club who can get away with it. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but close ups of, of mouth and before and afters are, are against the rules. So mm -hmm. did you find a hard time getting around that or? Sometimes it's funny. Sometimes I'll have accounts where uh, it gets approved right away, not before and afters or close ups, but um, graphical versions of implants and yeah. teeth or scans. Uh, but I have some accounts where it gets disapproved right away. So we just honestly mostly use pictures of the dentist themselves. Yeah. Okay. That's great. What is a, um, what is a good dental budget? Like if you have a new dentist client, what, what types of budgets do you try and prepare them for? For ad spend? Yeah. It's not a lot. I mean, we get leads for like $4. Um, Whoa, you could have led with that. Alyssa's getting dentist $4. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so I mean, if they want to spend a lot, then we, we say $1,500 a month. It's not e-commerce. Wow. <laughs> See, that is cool. Have, That's awesome. We've, I have some clients that spend $20 a day and we do 15 top of funnel, $5 retargeting, and then, um, just a ton of nurturing on the back end. That's great. I mean, that's. That's a really killer offer, honestly. Like I can, I can envision um, advertising an agency like yours and talking about what if you could spend twenty dollars a day and get five dental implant leads every single day. Mm -hmm. Like that's a killer offer. That's great. And it, it, you're right. It's not like e-commerce, you know. So when I have these conversations with members about picking a niche and different things, like it's always, it's always funny because. Um, I feel like there's so much, there is, there is so much money in e-commerce to be made for an agency. When you start dealing in e-commerce stores that are doing like hundreds of thousand dollars a month in spend, and you start taking percentages of ad spend and everything. But even with that huge hefty retainer, you know, you have like an $18,000 retainer, a $10,000 retainer, like you have to take into consideration all of the things that come along with that and the stresses and the changes and the the you know the 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 constant new campaign launches and mm -hmm. the day over day return on ad spend is going up and down and they're looking at you and like whew, there's a lot to deal with in that so there's a, a lot of money in that but i think there is something beautiful in some straightforward lead gen niches like <laughs> yeah <laughs> 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 not yeah. Yeah. Um, I know other, I know other agency owners in, they'll, they'll do their like in local gyms and it's a similar, and they do like a pay per lead model even where they sign up clients. They don't even charge a retainer, but they charge them $50 per lead because they know they can, they have the funnels that can bang out these, um, these local, uh, gym clients. And that's super lucrative and it's super copy paste and easy. So, you yeah, know. we actually have a gym client that we do that with. We do pay per lead. Like I've had him since the very beginning and, um, I don't think I'm ever going to let him go. 
Love him. Yeah. I, well, I, you know, it's funny, like he, other agency owners, uh, I always find that that's, well, other good agency owners, uh, I find that we have that in common. Like I have, uh, I have like uh, one from like the very beginning that's still on. They pay me like nothing, but it's okay because they were on <laughs> the very beginning, like the OG clients. So I have like, <laughs> they're like the lowest maintenance and like the happiest. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, all right. Well, before we wrap this up, I do want to ask you one last question. I think this was a super valuable and a great, a great, uh, a great episode, but what if, if you were talking to yourself or another agency owner that was just starting out, uh, and they were just launching their agency, just got their LLC, they're, they're, they're setting out, uh, what is one piece of advice that you would give to them as they set sail on their journey. Oh, get it, set sail, sail away. Oh, media. <laughs> That's what her agency is named, Sail Away Media. I did that. That was a pun, unintended. If I was talking to myself, I would say just go for it. Like I had so many things that were like holding me back. Like I was like, oh, this logo isn't perfect. Our website isn't perfect. Like, um, that's not the right niche. Like, just go for it and then fix it. <laughs> yes. That is, totally, that is totally the theme of this conversation yeah. is like, just do it and fix the, you know, plug the holes later, fix, fix the leaks later. And, you know, and we'll learn from them, you know, don't be afraid to make mistakes. Absolutely. I love it. This has been a great conversation. Thank you so much, Alyssa. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me on. This was fun. Absolutely. I will uh, see you in the group and till now, have a great day guys. Awesome. You too. Thanks Tyler.